Yes, you won't believe it, but in the Parsha, there's a passage that repeats itself again, word for word. Well, I assume you're not referring to Vaidabera Hashem and Moshe This week, Parashat Mishpatim, among the many mitzvahs in the Parsha, among the many halachas that I learned from the Parsha, we also find the famous halacha of Lotav of mixing milk and meat together. Putting aside the halacha aspect of this mitzvah, putting aside all the sugyas and chulin and the sugyas we went through and are going through in the past few weeks in the Daf Yoimi, when looking at the Pasuk, two great questions come to mind. Because first of all, this Pasuk links together, combines together two different mitzvahs, two different ideas. Starts with Reshit Bikureat Matchat Avi Beit Hashem Lokecha. talking about Kurim, Chagashavuot, and ends with Lotev And it connects it to Basar Vechalav, to milk and meat. Now, if this would have happened only in our Parsha, you would have said, okay, there's some kind of linking here. It might be a random linking between the two. But in a few weeks' time in Pashat Kitisa, we'll read again the exact same Pasuk word for word. And seeing this Pasuk repeat itself again, word for word, in a few weeks' time, in a few Prakim, it means that there's something intrinsic in the connection between these two ideas of Bikurim, of Regal of Shavuot to Basar Bechalav to milk and meat. So what exactly is the connection, is the relationship between these two ideas? That's a fascinating question. And these two seem totally unrelated, but still are brought together like a package deal. And to try to understand this, let's try to understand a little bit about this mitzvah of Lotiv Hashel Gdi Bechalev and why the mitzvah of milk and meat was brought in this language especially. And through that, I think we could understand also why it's combined together with Bikurim. We know the halacha of milk and meat is any meat with any milk. But the Torah purposely uses this term of cooking baby goat in its mother's milk. And immediately you can feel, and as the Ramban brings in Sefer Devarim about this mitzvah, there's some aspect of cruelness. And Rav Cook expands on this further and explains that although we are allowed to have meat and we are allowed to have milk, and this is something that is permitted, still we can't lose our sensitivity. And there's something about taking the child plus the milk that was intended for it and using it all together, there's something about your control over other things. You take it, you take its milk that it was supposed to get, you're showing this full ownership. And as Rav Cook expands there, he says, although we are permitted to have meat, but when the world was created, Adam Arishon wasn't permitted to have meat. And at the end of time, says Rav Cook, we'll also reach a point where we won't have meat. And although he describes why it's important to not skip stages and that we should should be eating meat today and the importance of it. At the same time, he says the Torah created this balance between on the one hand permitting, giving us that ownership, but at the same time, keeping our sensitivity. We're allowed to eat it, but we need to remember and not lose that sensitivity towards other beings. And something about that act of bringing the milk and meat together is like showing that you've taken full control, full ownership about another being. And if we go back to our Pasuk, we see an interesting thing. The first part of the Pasuk is talking about Reshit Bikurei Admatcha, your land, bringing the first fruit of your land. It's talking about yours. When we talk about the animals, they're not yours. They're animals. They're their own beings. And the Torah is maybe teaching us, if you start by taking the things when you planted and you spent so much effort and so much sweat, and you take that first fruit that you're most excited about, and it's all yours, right? You spent all your efforts on it, and you bring that to the Mikdash, and you bring that that before God, 
It's you recognizing that even the things that you theoretically own, it's your own work. Even those are not really yours. Even those are only yours once you appreciate your present that you got from God. That will lead you to not losing that sensitivity towards other beings as well. If even your effort you recognize is not under your full ownership, is really just a present from God, you'll appreciate everything in the world and even other beings, you'll not lose that sensitivity and you won't come to that point of not cooking the child with the milk that was intended for it, showing that it's all yours and it's all meant just for your selfish needs. So I guess that package deal is not just two that are connected, but it's almost like one could lead to the other. If I'm able to build that sensitivity in the first, I'll definitely be able to achieve that sensitivity in the second. And that's why these come together, as you said, more than once, exactly the same words, again, repeat themselves in a few parshas. Very nice what you're saying. And again, obviously there is a link here between Bikurim, between the first fruits that a person creates in his field that a person brings from his field to Basal Bechalav, to milk and meat, to what the person eats. Maybe the idea is not only about what you put in your mouth, about the kashas of what you can eat, what you put into your body, but also about what you create, about what you take out of your mouth, what you say. As we know, Bikurim has a very unique mitzvah of talking, a mitzvah to write to talk, to say something, and you actually even have a bracha on it of Mikra Bikurim. And the whole parak in Masechah Bikurim that discusses when do you say it, when do you not, can somebody do that mitzvah, yes or no? And looking at the pasuk, it's hard not to see the frame over there of Bikurim and Lotav which one discusses things that you do with your mouth that you take out of your mouth, and the other one discusses things that you bring into your mouth, that you put into your mouth. As the famous saying that is related to the Chafetz Chaim that says, the people who would care about what comes out of their mouth as much as what goes into their mouth, the world would be a better place. And thinking about today's day and age and that aspect, one of the biggest inventions, quote unquote inventions of the internet is not the fact that the world is all connected and we're a small village around the globe, but the fact that the internet gave birth to this idea of comments. The idea that people can say what they want to say whenever they want to say, and it's legitimate, it's, it's okay. And people have an opinion about everything, even things they shouldn't have an opinion about. And even sometimes when the opinion is totally wrong, they still feel the need to express it and they feel the legitimacy to express what they want to say. And you know, growing up, I used to have this sign next to my bed that said that sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut and have people think that you're a dumb than opening it up and actually proving them that you are. And as you look around, you look in the internet, you look in Facebook, you look in everywhere where there's a comment section, where there's this concept, this idea that people can say what they want to say. And as much as it's important to watch what you eat for the sensitivity, as you were saying, to be a more of an ethical person, to think about the world around you, it's probably as important to watch what you say, to watch what comes out of your mouth, and not only your mouth, what comes out of your fingers when you're typing online. And just because there's an ability to comment, just because there's ability to say things, to add things into discussions, it doesn't always mean you're allowed to do it. Just because you can eat basal, just because you can eat milk, it doesn't mean you can mix them together. And this sensitivity you were discussing is obviously important for the things we bring into our mouth, but it's even more so in our day and age, in this time in our lives, looking around us, it's super important, the sensitivity for what comes out of our mouth and what comes out of our typing fingers. You know, you mentioned the idea that the fact that you're allowed to do something and could do something doesn't necessarily mean you have to do something. As the Ramban teaches us, the essence of sanctifying, of Kedusha, is Kadesha Tzmecha Bamutalecha. Sanctify yourself in what you're allowed to do. You know, what you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to do. But being able to take what you are allowed to do and there finding meaning and not just doing what you could without any purpose and without any meaning, that's what the concept of Kedusha is about. And we see this exactly here because as you said, both milk and meat are permitted to eat. There's nothing wrong with 
of eating each of these and still we have our limits still we have to put thought and do it in a certain way even when something is okay still we need to not lose that sensitivity that uniqueness that sanctifies things and if we actually look in the context we can see that the whole set of psukim which also repeat themselves again in kitisa are going through these different levels that are known in kabbalah as olam shana and nefesh place time and man and our souls the beginning talks about shemitah and shabbos is where we sanctify time especially slaves coming out of egypt you know time means nothing every day just chases itself but no we give meaning we look at what day is this oh this is sunday or this is shabbos it's totally different this is a holiday we sanctify time and this influences not only the holy day it influences all of time the same is true with place we have the three hagim where we have to come to the beit amigdash that's the next part three times a year we have to go there's a holy place and that influences the way we see all places things aren't just there you find you search for meaning you search for kedusha and then we get to that level of our own soul as you were talking about what i take out of my mouth what we put into our mouth our sensitivity the way our soul sees and treats the world around us all of these we sanctify by having those special rules those special mitzvot which give them extra meaning and the same is true with we're reading this week parashat shkalim parashat shkalim is the obligation to give machatzita shekel each one has to donate something towards beit amigdash and similar to bikurim i'm only bringing a little bit to the beit amigdash but this influences the way we treat everything we have we don't just have our own possessions we get rich the minute you're able to stop and separate something i'm giving it meaning i'm taking it to the beit amigdash i'm donating it this influences everything this elevates everything this elevates place time and our whole being wonderful wonderful thank you and shabbat shalom and chodesh tov Koyach, chodesh tov may be a happy month and we'll talk again next week. we're talking to our videos on different topics check out our youtube channel